0: Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged to find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. This is kind of Moses' final message to the children of Israel. As you know, uh, or may or may not know, Moses doesn't actually get to go into the Promised Land. Uh, he gets to see it, but he doesn't get to go in. And it is because of uh, something that had happened that he had done while they were wandering in the wilderness. So, as Moses is kind of getting ready to make his departure, he he spends some time you know, blessing, giving blessings to the the uh, different tribes of Israel and and. Um, And stuff. And we get to the end of of what it is he has to say. And in verse 26, Deuteronomy 33 26, we pick up here. And he says this There is none like unto the God of Jeshuron, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, and his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. So, like I say, we're getting ready. Just a few more verses. He, he's going to finish up this whole thing, wrap it up. And then as we start the next chapter, it talks about God uh, uh, basically taking him and, and he leaves the camp and he goes and he shows them all the kingdom of Israel. He's able to see it. And then uh, he, he passes away and God buries him. Right? It's, it's an interesting story of, of how all this happens. No one knows where the sepulcher of Moses is. Uh, uh, the, and it comes into play, you know, this, this um, the scripture actually will be referred to in the New Testament later. And maybe sometime we'll talk about that. But this morning what I, I wanted to focus on is verse 26 and then the first part of verse 27. I, I really want to take a look at this. it it tells us about the God that we serve. That's what it is. That's what Moses, when he is speaking to the children of Israel, the, the, the last things that he's saying to them, he wants to make sure that they have a clear picture of who God is. And this morning, I think at times, it's important for us to get a clear picture of who God is for us. So he tells them, he said, there is none like unto the God of Jeshuron. Jeshuron meaning upright one. So when, it, when, when Moses is speaking to this, you've got to realize he's the guy who's been leading Israel for all these years. And he knows about the murmuring, the complaining, all the places they've fallen short. But when he talks about God, he says, there is none like the God of Jeshurun, And it is an idealistic name that he's given to Israel. There's none like the God of you, upright one. You, you the one that he's chosen. The one that he's put his hand on. And see, even though... Israel was full of a lot of unrighteousness and had made a lot of bad decisions, Moses was still able to call Israel the upright one because they were righteous by God's selection. They were righteous because not of what they did and the decisions they made, but because of who their God was. Because they served God, they were the upright one. He says, there is none likened to the God of Jeshurun. But listen to the description that, that, that he gives of God who rideth upon the heaven in thy help. And his excellency on the sky. Now I want you to get a picture of this. He's the God who is above all things. Now, maybe you sitting here this morning, that don't mean a whole lot to you. But I, I hope that you understand that there is an implication for you when we talk about him being the God who is above all things. That means something to you. Because if he's above all things, then guess what? He has the authority in whatever situation that you're in. And if he is... Above all things, but he is, as as Moses described it, he rideth upon the heaven. Why? In thy help. He's the God who has authority. He's the God who is over all things, but he's there to be your help. He is, listen, he is your help. Sometimes, man, we feel so overwhelmed by the the problems, the circumstances, the situations that we go through. We get overwhelmed by by the things that are happening to us in our life. We feel like that, oh, there's, there's no way out, there's no help, there's no hope. But you need to know, no matter what your situation that you're in is, He is over all that you go through. There's not a thing that you've went through that he didn't have authority over. I want to tell you this, I've I've experienced some pretty crummy things in life. Yeah, some of you folks sitting here, you're like, yeah, me too. I've experienced some pretty bad things that I looked at him, I thought, wow, there is no way that, that this is ever going to be okay there is no way that i'll ever be able to turn a page and this will be okay but i will tell you this that god works even in the bad things God works even in the things that seem wrong. Even in the things that seem like it shouldn't have happened like that. It shouldn't have went down like that. There's no way that this is how it was intended. I want you to know that He has the authority in all things. Not just the good things that happen in your life, but even in your worst situations. He's there. He's over it. You need to know that. You need to know that. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22, it says this, speaking of Christ said, And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him, that filleth all in all. Once again, and hath put all things under his feet and hath gave him to be the head over all things to the church. We're not just talking about uh, Old Testament stuff that, oh, yeah, back then God was God was over. No, he's over everything to his church. You're his people, too. And he was over things. He was over Israel and he was there and there helping. He was above. With authority over everything that he is in your life too. Now I'm going to tell you something. I, I as I was thinking and praying about this message, because, because I'll tell you the Lord will put something on my heart a lot of times, and this is how it works. He he puts a thought in my mind, and I'll just be doing stuff, and then I I, I kind of just think on those things, and you know I read the scripture and, and stuff, but but I'm constantly even when I'm doing other things, I just I think. I'm thinking about what it is the Lord's laid on my heart and, and just kind of dwelling on that and, and, and trying, to, trying to just give him an opportunity to speak and, and lead me in the direction that he wants me. And while I was thinking uh, about this and kind of dwelling on it, the Spirit came to me and it spoke to me and, and it said something and I kind of chuckled. But I, I, I thought, yeah, yeah, this is right, this is right. And it was this. He said, I'm over all things. You ought to get over it too. Amen. You you think about that for a minute. I'm I'm already over it. You ought to get over it too. Some of y'all just now getting it. I see some smiles like, yeah. I get it. And some of y'all still haven't got it. I'm going to explain it. There are things that have happened in our lives. There are things that, man, I'll tell you what, in church, there are people, there are probably people here this morning that are holding on to things that have happened to us, that have been done to us, that we just can't let go of. And we're like, well, the situation is bad. Look at what it did to me. Look at how it hurt me. But what the Spirit is wanting you to know today is that He's over it. Even though it was bad, even though it was wrong, even though it doesn't seem like anything good can come of it, He's over it and He can turn all things. He can work all things to good. He can work all things to good. That's what it says in Romans. All things work together for good to them that are called according to His purpose. To all them that love God and are called according to His purpose. And I want you to think about that. If He can work all things, that means in your bad situation, in the thing that's going wrong in your life, God can take that and turn it into good. He's over it. He has the authority. And if He's over it, you ought to be too. It's time to get over it. Instead of letting it get over you, we, can't, we, we, we have a hard time moving on in our lives because we have to carry so much baggage with us. Well, this person said this to me. This person did this to me. This person said... Yeah. And man, if you can't forgive and you can't get past, you're going to be stuck there. Well, preacher, you don't know what I've been through. You're right, I don't know. I don't know what you've been through. But He does. This isn't me trying to give you a pep talk and tell you this. I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit has spoken to me. I don't know who this is for this morning, but I'm telling you that there are people here today who have got things that are standing between them where they're at today and getting into the center of God's will. And he says, I'm over it. I'm over it. I have the authority in that situation and I can turn it into good, but I need you to get over it. And if you'll do that, if you'll do that, if you'll get over it, like he's over it, you'll understand that he has the authority. Guess what? God will begin to work. God will begin to do some things that you didn't think could happen. God will begin to work things out in a way that you you never anticipated. Now. It continues on. And it says this in the beginning of verse twenty seven. It says, The eternal God is thy refuge. You know, when I read this scripture, it it is it it was kind of funny. It, it talks about the eternal God is, is thy refuge. And I thought, I just want to look up this word refuge and just see what that means. And, and when, I, when I looked that up, it, it, the, the word that they translate here as refuge, it, it actually, it, it, it translates as habitation or dwelling place, den or, or lair, you know, like, like the place you call home. And I was reading that, and and to me that, that, that changes the meaning of it a little bit. When I think of refuge, I think it as the place that I run when something has gone bad and I need a place to hide out for a little while. But that's not really what this is. It's this is the place that you live. This is your place of safety. It's your home. See, we need... To quit making God the place we run when we're in trouble and make Him the place we live. We need to listen, the eternal God. Man, I I told you guys when we started out here that we were working on the house. My home is not eternal. My physical home is not eternal. Man, it seems like every time I turn around, there is another thing that needs done. I've, got, I've, I've already got projects scheduled. that are going to take me through the spring and the summer. And these are just things that need to be done to the house to keep it from falling apart. But you know, even, even though, even though... I, this is a temporary house. This is, this is just a, 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 a finite uh, little place that I live just for a temporary amount of time. There's something about walking into my home where I feel safe and secure and can kind of uh, relax and can, 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 can let things down. This is my home. It's where I live. There's something about the place that we call home. That makes it special to us. When you walk into home, it's different than walking in somewhere else. When you go on vacation, we'll go on vacation and, and, and you know, you, you stay in a hotel room and that's kind of your temporary place for a few weeks. It's, it's your refuge. It's the place that you went because, man, I just need a break from the stress and all that. So we run to this, this place just temporarily. And I'll tell you this, man, you, you, we get in that hotel room and I like it, but it ain't home. It ain't home. Man, there is no feeling. Right, we'll come back. Sometimes we'll go to Florida on vacation. We, we always drive. Ugh. And when we drive, I will drive straight through typically. I usually don't stop on the way back. Um, we, we, a lot of times we'll drive straight through. And there is just something about when I cross the bridge down here on 35 and I get into Ohio, I know that home ain't very far. It is such a good feeling. And then when, when I pull in the drive, I've been sleeping. In someone else's bed for a while. I've been sleeping in a bed that just don't feel like my bed. And and yeah, okay, I slept okay. But I don't sleep like I sleep when I'm at home. God isn't just your refuge. He isn't just the place that you vacation. He's your home. If you're in Christ, if he's in you, then then we should dwell in the presence of God. And folks, I I think one of the problems that we have sometimes is we just want to visit there. But, But we ought to be dwelling in God's presence. That's the calling for our lives. That's what he wants for us. He doesn't want want us being in God's presence to feel strange and and different and and, and, and just out of the ordinary. We ought to feel comfort and a sense of being at home when we're in God's presence. Now, the second part of that. Says this, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Well, I like that part. When I, when I was a kid, uh, how many of you guys have heard the song Leaning on the Everlasting Arms? Most, most people here, some, some haven't, but most people have, have uh, heard that song. Uh, but the, part of it goes leaning, uh, leaning, safe and secure from all alarm. Uh, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms and and I remember as a kid my 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 grandma and my mom they they would rock me, and I remember they would sing that song to me and not all the time, but every now and then that would be the song that they would sing to me and I being rocked as a kid and 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 hearing that song to me, what what I thought of, now, Now, other people might have thought of this differently when they think Lena the Everlasting. I may think of kind of holding on to it and just, you know, somebody kind of holding you up when, you know, when you're hurt and they're kind of doing that. But that was, that's not the picture when, when I get this that I see. I think about those evenings sitting in a rocking chair on my mom's lap and her holding me and rocking me in her arms. That's the picture. When, when, I, when, 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 I, when I get this and I read this scripture, I don't see somebody just kind of helping me along, but someone who's holding me up. See, we have to know that, that our God is the God who has authority over all things, and He is our dwelling place, but we have to know even when we fall even when we feel like we have hit rock bottom in our life, even when we feel like we couldn't go any further down than what we are right now, that underneath, that underneath you, that, that down when, you, when you've got as far as you can go, and you've dug down as deep as you can get, when you have hit rock bottom, the rock are the arms of the everlasting God. Underneath you, underneath you, are the everlasting arms. They don't fail, they don't get tired, and they don't quit. doesn't matter how many times you fall, how many times you end up there. The everlasting arms are beneath you. And this morning, I want you to know that underneath you, over you, is the God who has the authority over all things. And he is your dwelling place. But you have to know that when things seem like you can't go on, you can fall and you'll fall into his arms. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale_UCC.